This podcast sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo. At Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers, incredible offers, and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krupnik, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. of talk now on talk radio 1210 wpht rich zioli do you know that hunter biden's laptop may have been manipulated by rudy giuliani or russia that's right that's 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 true that's what representative dan goldman is saying the hunter biden laptop may have been manipulated by rudy giuliani or of course Russia. Welcome to the show. Glad you are here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Uh, watching right now is the Secretary of State, Tony Blinken, is speaking and he's saying that they are working to extend the pause between the fighting between Israel and Hamas and get more hostages out as Joe Biden continues to try to tie the arms of Israel behind its own back, which is, you know, what's happening. Meanwhile, the House Judiciary Committee hearing today was amazing, absolutely amazing. And apparently I'm told that uh, Rand Paul gave the Heimlich maneuver and saved the life of Senator Joni Ernst. Ernst. Well, there you go. That's good. That's uh, Johnny sent me that. That's impressive. Well, he is a doctor after all. He is a he is a doctor. He's a physician, which they did not like bringing up during COVID because every time that he would grill Dr. Anthony Santo Fauci, the nation's leading infectious disease doctor, you always have to say that by law, of course. Every time he would grill Fauci, they would always say Senator Rand Paul grilled Dr. Anthony Fauci. That was always what the media would do. And of course, that's a cute little clever way of, of trying to make people think that Rand Paul's not a doctor because you're not calling him doctor. Even though with Joe Biden, you you better you better put Dr. Joe Biden. I mean, she's not a medical doctor. She's got an educational advanced degree. But if you don't put the words doctor there, you are a misogynist and a sexist. But when it comes to Senator Rand Paul, Dr. Rand Paul, they don't do Senator Dr. Rand Paul. They don't like to remind people that he's a physician because when he was calling out Fauci for all of his lies around COVID, when he was calling out Fauci for uh, his vaccine nonsense and saying things like, why should people who had COVID get the vaccine? It makes no sense. When he was saying things like, why are we pushing these boosters? It makes no sense. When he was grilling Fauci on gain of function research, when he was grilling Fauci on the origins of COVID-19. And throughout the entire process, he was only referred to as Senator Rand Paul to try to make everybody think like, you know, he's just a senator, this guy. The other guy's a doctor. You know what I mean? Come on. The other guy's a doctor. So what what does a senator know when the doctor's there speaking? Come on. And by the way, I filled in for Mark Levin last night, uh, which was a lot of fun. Thank you for listening. If you did, got a lot of great tweets from people around the country, which is very, very cool. But uh, Elon Musk uh, dropped a major F-bomb, literally an F-bomb, on advertisers threatening to blackmail him. Oh, it was great. Just, just, a, just a total mic drop F-bomb moment by Elon Musk. So we'll share that with you as well. And it turns out that um, 
if you're looking to find the next thing that is going to cause everybody to panic, uh, cases of COVID variant BA286 have tripled in two weeks, says a new CDC report. The WHO, WHO, the World Health Organization, that's WHO, is calling it a variant of interest, but says public health risk is low. But it's a new version of the Omicron variant, just as we head into the winter. So, you know, the CDC always wants to remind everybody that, hey, you know, you may be done with COVID, but COVID's not done with you. So if at any point we want to take away your freedom and start mandating things again, you better buckle up, buttercup, because it could happen at any moment now. Just always just a good reminder for you. Every time that, you know, you you start to wonder, they just want to remind you, you know, just saying, getting close proximity with people may not turn out so well for you. But here's Elon Musk. He uh, dropped a major uh, bomb to advertisers who did not want to, um, well, we're trying to blackmail them, really, is what they're doing. Remember what happened, too. The, you had this thing with Media Matters where they wrote all these horrific things about Elon Musk based on their manipulating the algorithm to show side-by-side screenshots of the most vile content on Twitter, and I can't. I still can't call it X. It's it sound. It just sounds to me like some sort of creepy OnlyFans page or something. So it's hard for me to say. Hey, I was on X last night. It just doesn't sound good, in my opinion. So I, I'm stuck with calling it Twitter. I don't know for how long, but anyway, uh, what what they were doing was they were manipulating things to show advertisements from major corporations next to vile anti-Semitic and you know neo-Nazis and racist tweets and that sort of thing. But the thing about it is that they manipulated the algorithm in such a way where they would only see content from the most vile accounts on Twitter. And this is, it's only a handful. It's not even a lot. And then they would filter it so they'd only see from the major corporations that they wanted to target. And they would do a side-by-side lineup, screenshot it, send it to them and say, this is where your ad is being featured next to this neo-Nazi guy. It was manipulative. It was wrong. It was absent. And he's suing them over it. And he should, and I hope he wins. I hope he takes a giant anvil to, to their head. Absolutely. He deserves to. He deserves to for what they did to him, trying to. And he lost a lot of business for it as well. He's he lost business because these advertisers. Well, I mean, they immediately cave and turn around and say, oh, my God, I can't believe that we would be on a site like that. And they didn't take the time to actually figure out what was happening. They were getting tricked. So a company would pay to run a car ad. And the people that that media matters for America, the vile leftist organization, since they're only following these accounts of these racist people, which is say like racist, right? Well, they're only seeing those tweets. And then they're, 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 they're looking for the advertisements and then putting them side by side. But the only people seeing them next to those tweets were Media Matters. Less than 0.0009% or something like that. I mean, statistically, zero. Nobody else saw those advertisements next to these racist tweets, except for Media Matters because of how they manipulated the algorithm, and that's why Elon Musk is suing them. The algorithm, you can follow it the way it is, or you can kind of set your own way around it. And what Media Matters of America did through the manipulation of the algorithm was to return the kind of results that they could then go show advertisers, but it was a a joke. They were the only ones seeing it. But they convinced the advertisers that everybody was seeing this. Everybody was seeing, you know, Warner Brothers advertisement next to a a, a neo-Nazi. So Elon Musk was on with uh, New York Times financial columnist Andrew Ross Sorkin. They were at the Deal Book Summit in New York City. 
And this is what Elon Musk said regarding these advertisers. Let's start there. Cut number two. And you're clarifying this now. Um, but there's a public perception that that was part of a apology tour, if you will. That this had been said online. There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger today. I hope today. they stop. You hope? Uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go f*** yourself. But go f*** yourself. Is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob, if you're in the audience. Well, well let me ask you then. Bob, I That's how I feel. Don't about, advertise. How do you think then about the economics of, of X? If, 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 if part of the underlying model, at least today, and maybe it needs to shift, maybe the answer is it needs to shift away from advertising. Um, if, if you believe that this is the one part of your business where you will be beholden to those who uh, have this view, what do you do? G-F-Y. I, I understand that, but there's a reality too, <laughs> right? Yes. No, no. I, I mean, Linda no, Yaccarino's right here, and she's got to sell advertising. I, I, absolutely. So, um, no, no, totally. So, so no, no, actually, what, what this advertising boycott is, uh, is, is going to do, it's, it's going to kill the company. And do you think that the company... And the whole world will know that those advertisers killed the company, and we will document it in great detail. But there are, those advertisers, I imagine, are going to say... They're going to say, we didn't kill the company. Oh, yeah? They're going to say... Tell it to, tell it to Earth. But they're going to, say that, they're going to say, Elon, that you killed the company because you said these things and that they were inappropriate things and that they didn't feel comfortable on the platform, right? Let's, that's that's and, what and they're going to say. And let's see how Earth responds to that. So, okay, this, then this goes back to... We'll, the, we'll both make our cases. Right. And we'll see what the outcome is. All right. Uh, it's tricky, obviously, and he's a billionaire. So billionaires have a little more courage than everybody else in this department. So they they don't have to worry as much as, you know, the average Joe does. But I'm glad he's fighting back. And in response to this now, a number of people have actually canceled their Disney Plus subscriptions. They've said, look, you know what? Why are we giving these people our money? I mean, I, we canceled ours a while ago. And, and the reason for that is because I just I it, it's first of all, I only had it. For two things. Number one, because my kids love Mickey Mouse Clubhouse because they're, you know, little kids. And I mean, I grew up with Mickey Mouse and we all did. And then I love the Marvel movies. But I've seen all the good ones. Everything they put out now is crap. It really is. Everything they put out now is a piece of garbage. So I have no reason to pay for it. And I'm not going to. People, it, it, it's time. You have to push back on this because w- what's happening is there are advertisers And these are advertisers because these are big corporations who have hired a bunch of woke idiots from from uppity Ivy League schools who think everybody in America thinks like they do. And they try to bring their leftist vision, leftist utopian vision to society. And in the process, they wind up destroying the very brand. Take Dylan Mulvaney, for example, with Budweiser, Anheuser-Busch, Bud Light. Great example of that. And on and on it goes. But but you see. Bob Iger said he was going to be different for Disney. He was going to try to get Disney out of politics. But he's the CEO and he can't really do it because the virus has infiltrated itself through the ranks to such a degree. 
And then the the same mindset of the people you hire in the corporation becomes the 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 uh, message the corporation beams forward for everybody to hear and see. And then, you know, you, you take our advertisers, for example, our advertisers stand with us, despite the fact that you've had lefties call. And I, I mean, I t- I've told you the story before of the woman who called up Caitlin at the Grand Hotel of Cape May and left a rambling drunken message and then called back and left another rambling drunken message going on and on about how she was going to book a wedding for 250 i don't know thousand people but she's not going to because they advertise on my show i mean obviously she was not really going to book a wedding and believe me they've had a lot of people who've booked the weddings booked weddings there because of our show no question about it but you see that's what the left does i don't do that i i like i don't if somebody advertises on msnbc I mean, I scan the channels all the time. I have to know what they're saying. It's part of my job. So if I see an advertisement on MSNBC, I think MSNBC is a vile, detestable network. They have the biggest racist in media on that network, from Joy, what's-her-face, to Al Sharpton. So I think it's – but I don't – you know, if I see an advertisement for, I don't know, Jeep, I'm not going to call up Jeep and leave a drunk message and be like, I can't believe you advertise on MSNBC. They're a bunch of racists, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to do that, but that's what the left does. The left targets the advertisers. That's what Media Matters for America does. That was their whole plan to get rid of Rush Limbaugh years ago. They would go after his advertisers. They would take snippets of his show, take things out of context, and send it to all the people that advertised on his show. And so you, you, you created a panic where people would, would, would buy spots at local radio stations and say, please don't air this spot during Russia's show. But then you're missing out on the biggest audience in radio. And that's the point, is that if you, if you adopt this strategy where you're, you're going to stay away from, say, talk radio, for example, then you are going to turn around and you are going to miss out on an, on, an, on an audience that actually pays attention and listens. I've told you before, I can't count the number of times somebody has called me out for my grammar or the fact that I repeated something or I'll say something a couple times like whatnot, for, for example, like, you know, whatnot. I'll get called out by because the audience in talk radio pays attention. It pays attention and it listens intently. You actually stick through the commercials. You want to hear what I'm going to say next. Television, I mean, I don't pay attention to spots unless they're really, really funny, and it really has no influence on my behavior as a consumer. The point that Elon Musk is making is that when people are on his platform, it's very similar to talk radio in the sense that they're engaged. You're actually engaged. So when you see an advertisement there, you're paying attention to it versus, you know, you're walking through the mall. I don't know, they still have malls, whatever, the shopping centers, and you hear music on in the background. And in the background... You are not paying attention to it. Now, the way that they rate radio, that but whatever that station is, it's blasting Christmas music, is going to have a great month. Their numbers are going to be through the roof. But did they deliver for the advertisers is the question. Because did anybody actually pay attention to their commercials? Versus my advertisers, when I talk about them, I know you're, you're listening. You're paying attention. You're, you're giving them your business because we have to. We gotta, we're all in this together. We got to stick together in this. Elon Musk's point is, look, if you don't want to be on a platform where you have engaged people who are not just passively watching or passively listening to something, that's up to you. That's on you. That, that's your mistake that you're making then. So then join the, the masses of putting up billboards that, that nobody cares about and TV spots or radio spots that nobody's ever going to pay attention to and lose out on a focused, engaged audience. 
It's like advertisers who don't have the backbone to advertise with me are missing out. They're missing out on tapping into the incredible, vast, ever-growing Zeoli army. And that's that's on them. If they're, you know, if they're afraid of whatever backlash their brand's going to receive, what they don't realize, and this is what I, I still can't make them understand, although it's, thankfully it's not my job to, is why don't you ever think about what you're going to gain? You know, why don't you think about what you'll gain from embracing a conservative talk radio audience, for example? Instead of always being focused on the one whack job who's going to leave you a voicemail and, and probably still use your product anyway, why don't you recognize what you could gain from having a vast loyal audience that wants to go out and support you because you stood with me, for example, our radio station? And the ones who do, they work, they, they do very, very well. And they're able to handle the occasional idiot who leaves a voicemail. And I always tell people, those things are not real life. It's not real life. Most people just go about their day. And if they don't like something, they just don't engage in it. That's all. They just go about their day. That's what they do. But you have nutbags, and they're not a lot of them, but they're loud and they're vocal and they make people think, wow, this, this represents the majority of America. I mean, take Dylan Mulvaney is a great example of this, right? What Anheuser-Busch lost in thinking of what they would do by turning away from their core audience to embrace this mythical audience that did not exist, the transgender beer-drinking community, so offensive to the core audience because they made it a point to say, we got to get rid of this kind of, you know, white male image and we got to move away from just white men drinking our beer and so so instead of then embracing women to drink the beer and making skinny cans and having targeting women they 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 still used a man and that's when people said you guys are full of crap you know what i mean you're full of it but if you insult your your audience your audience knows that that's why I, i've always told you in my entire career and I've never, ever, and I can't, I won't lie to you. I won't tell you something I don't believe with my core conviction. Because even if it's unpopular at the time, I know in the end, I will be vindicated. Because I always am. No, really, I mean, it's true. All those years that I spent telling people that we cannot allow the Fourth Amendment to be destroyed because of terrorism, we can't allow the government to spy on us, read our emails, listen to our phone calls because of terrorism. And you had national hosts I'm not naming names, but it might it might rhyme with um, Dean Ranity. It, it, I'm not a poet, though, Matt DeSantis. I don't know if that is, in fact, a, a haiku or not. It's very possible. You studied haiku at Harvard, didn't you? You elitist. I didn't study haiku, SOB. no. I'm just saying there were national hosts who might rhyme with, like, Dean Ranity. I, 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 hypothetical, you know? I wonder who, who were, you could be uh, referring to. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. Again, it's like, you know, hypothetically speaking, who was all in on that stuff back then to, to stop terrorism. You know what I mean? And then I wasn't and I got blasted a lot because people thought it was OK. Yeah, shred liberty. You got to catch terrorists. What do you want to get blown up by terrorists? And then here we are today. You and I are the terrorists now. You you are you and I, the two of us, we are. We are the, the ones that they're spying and monitoring. If you flew into the Capitol District on January 6, 2021, whether or not you were in the Capitol building itself is irrelevant. They're spying on you. They're monitoring you. You're on a list. If you, tr if you did anything on Twitter engaging with former President Donald Trump, if you liked a tweet, if you retweeted a tweet, if you muted him, blocked him in any way, whatever, you are now going to have all that data, your data turned over to the federal government. 
as part of the trial. So you see, in the end, I'm vindicated. It's okay. But this is the point, though. And the point is that when you speak with conviction and people understand you're telling the truth, then they listen to you. And even if they disagree with you, they still know that you're speaking from the heart. What Elon Musk just said in that moment is very true and very passionate. If you're going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go blank yourself. I'm, I, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to turn around and do this because it's you, your company is going to be the one who misses out. And this is what the left consistently does not understand about, for example, the power of talk radio, the power of this radio station, for example. See, I'm going to go to break now, and I know you're going to be there when I come back. That's why it works. That's the difference. And the advertisers that are afraid of touching us because of, of whatever blowback they may get from some wacko who doesn't really actually represent a community in any way, shape, or form, a core constituency in any way, they be, they, we, we more than make up for it with the Zioli army behind them. And Elon Musk standing his ground, smart. And people have already responded by saying, Disney Plus, thanks, but no thanks. Phase four of Marvel sucks. And by the way, everything you touch now turns to uh, S, right? You know it. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. We got a big show still straight ahead for you. Tudor Dixon's going to stop by a little bit later. I'm excited to see her. Don't go away. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The Zioli Show, on your schedule. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. 855-839-1210 is the number if you'd like to weigh in today on everything we are discussing. So on this point, you know, when you start talking about standing up to advertisers like Elon Musk is doing, saying, you know, go F yourself. If you're going to try to blackmail me, like, go F yourself. Elon Musk says that he won't financially bail out X. If it fails because of advertising boycott, then it'll it'll be gone. I mean, that, that that's the end of it. I have a feeling that that's not going to happen, though. I don't believe it will. I really don't. I don't believe it will happen. I think it's a it's a great platform. I think the engagement on it is fantastic. I'll tell you what, we get a lot of show content just from Twitter. Really do. I mean, we get a lot of stuff from there. 
In my opinion, you, you'll get more gems for show content from scanning certain Twitter accounts, and we know the ones to scan, than you will reading the Washington Post, where you're going to hear stories of, 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 you know, people having political dominatrix sex or whatever the hell the article was <laughs> I shared with you yesterday, yeah, where, 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 where people are paying somebody of the other political party to dominate them in the bedroom and, and call them names. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, the, that's why paying for a subscription in the Washington Post seems like a gigantic waste of money. But, but I'll get stuff like, you know, Colin Rugg will put something on Twitter with a, with a clip of something and I'll send it to Matt and Matt puts it on the show sheet and boom, we're good to go. So I don't think Twitter is going anywhere. I think if anything else, it's what you're seeing is a shift that's occurring throughout media in general. And more and more people are saying, I got a microphone. I've got a platform. I have a camera. I can make my own horror movie. I can make my own show. I can make my own whatever. And if it's good, it's going to succeed. If it's not good, it's not going to succeed. But guess what? That's the same thing if you're on a mass platform. You know, the lesser Cuomo, Chris Cuomo, the lesser, has now come out and said he's probably going to vote for Donald Trump. The lesser is so desperate right now, trying to get attention, that he's almost changed completely who he is. I mean, he's still the lesser, so there's nothing's going to change that. But he's actually coming out now and saying he may back Trump. I'll play that clip for you in a minute. But here's Elon Musk saying he won't financially bail out X, cut number three. What are the economics of that for you? I mean, you, you have enormous resources, so you can actually keep this company going for a very long time. Would you keep it going for a long time if there was no advertising? I mean, if the company fails because of an advertised boycott, it will fail because of an advertised boycott. And that will be what bankrupted the company. And that's what everybody on earth will know. What do you think then of the... This goes back to the idea of trust, though. Then it'll be gone. And it'll be gone because of an advertised boycott. But but you recognize that some of those people are going to say that they didn't feel comfortable on the platform. And I, I, wonder, I just wonder and ask you and think about that for a Tell second. Tell it to the judge. But the, but the judge is going to be... Uh, the judge is the public. And you think that the public is going to say that, that Disney is making a mistake? Yes. And they're going to boycott Disney? They already are. Well, there, there are some that are for, for, for lots of different reasons. But you think that this is going to... That you have the. This goes to actually the interesting of, of, of power and leverage. Let the chips fall where they may. Let the chips fall where they may. Can I ask what, why that is the approach? And I, I ask it because you've been What's very. What's approach? Well, you've been very particular about the, I mean, the approach to Tesla. Uh, when you think about the engineering involved in that, the approach to SpaceX, the approach to um, some of the stuff you're doing with, with AI has been very specific, right? There's not a let, let the chips fall where they may approach to those businesses, I don't think. No, we focus on making the best products. And, and, and Tesla's gotten to where it's gotten with no advertising at all. I understand that. Tesla currently sells uh, two, twice as much uh, in terms of electric vehicles as the rest of uh, electric car makers in, in the United States combined. Tesla has done more to help the environment than uh, all other companies combined. It would be fair to say that, therefore, as a leader of the company, I've done more for the environment than everyone else, any single human on Earth. How do you feel about that? No, 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 how do personally. I feel about that? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm asking you personally how you feel about that, because this goes, we we're talking about power and influence. And, I'm, and saying, I'm saying what I, what, what I care about is the, the reality of goodness, not the perception of it. And what I see all over the place is people who care about looking good while doing evil. 
them. Okay. <laughs> and again, it's easy for a billionaire to say all these things. I get it. It's a little bit harder for somebody to say these things if you are just getting by, which is what most Americans are doing. So he has the ability to do that. But that but but that's a good thing. What that means then is if he's willing to do that for the rest of us, if he's willing to shoulder that burden because he has the money, great. Then that that will do. See, I think he's a pioneer here. I think Elon Musk deserves somebody to pin a medal on his chest. A lot of people are not in that position to be able to just turn around and say, you know, like it, go, go F yourself. But he can because he's a billionaire and he's got successful companies. So my point is that if he succeeds, if X succeeds, despite this advertising boycott, because he's not worried about it and he's not going to bail it out, it's going to sink or swim on its own. The platform will sink or swim on its own without Elon Musk bailing it out. And if it succeeds then that's going to send a shockwave through the world of advertising. Because fundamentally, it all has to change. It really does. It all has to change. And, it, and as the world adapts to the new media landscape, and they realize, you know what? Not only does it hurt you to reject conservatives and conservative platforms, but it also hurts you to adopt the lefty lunatic platforms of things like Dylan Mulvaney. And what Target did with their tucking onesies for little boys at the, you know, at the pool, tuck it onesies or tuck it bathing suits. You tuck it, tuck your little, you know, your, your schwanz in this way. You know, you, I mean, people turn around and say, this is enough. Yeah, enough. You know what I mean? The truth is that the power of advertising is only as good as the, what the audience is willing to, to listen to and pay attention to. And if and if you if you are not somebody who's paying attention as an active participant in that show in on that platform whatever then they're just wasting their money. And then how much more does it cost them to try to make up for the mistake? How much more does Anheuser-Busch have to spend now to make up for the mistake that they made by using Dylan Mulvaney as their spokesperson? You see what I mean? By the way, 2024 uh, Politico has a piece. Not only can Trump win, right now he's the favorite. I'm going to get to that as the show progresses as well. But let me share this clip with you as well as we're discussing the entire conversation about all of these things. Here's Glenn Greenwald. System update host Glenn Greenwald applauded Elon Musk. Now, Glenn Greenwald is a uh, guy who is a true classical liberal, small L liberal, uh, I think he lives in Brazil. He and his husband, I believe, live in Brazil. And Glenn has always been an outspoken critic of the deep state, the national security state, the police state that we're living in. He's been a, a critic of COVID lockdowns and all the censorship and everything else. He's been a critic of war. He's very, very consistent as a classical small L liberal, not what people on the left today call liberals. They're not liberals. No, true classical small L liberals. So for Glenn Greenwald to speak up like this, also very, very important. And this is what he said. There was only one time in my entire journalism career when I perceived that somebody was trying to limit what I wanted to say. That was when The Intercept refused to publish my article right before the 2020 election that reported on and analyzed the documents from Hunter Biden's laptop and what it revealed about Joe Biden. And when I saw The Intercept wasn't going to publish my article unless I made radical changes to it that gutted the entire thing so that it was no longer critical of Joe Biden, I quit. And I didn't contemplate or deliberate much at all 
And that's because it was an instinct. It was just a reaction. Like, go yourself. You're going to tell me what I can't say on my own site that I created that was built on my name and my work. But I would have had that anywhere. That's what Elon Musk did there. You think that's in his interest to do that? Of course not. What went wrong here is not what Elon Musk said. It's so revealing that so many journalists and people who call themselves journalists and work for media corporations are aghast that anyone would dare tell Disney and major corporations to go f*** yourself when they're trying to limit and censor and control the flow of political content. If you aren't willing to say that to corporations who are trying to limit what you can say, don't bother calling yourself a journalist. Yeah, don't bother calling yourself a journalist. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. By the way, speaking of the censorship industrial complex, Michael Schellenberger, uh, fantastic testimony today. He was testifying before the censorship, before the House, I think it was the Judiciary Committee, as he was talking about the censorship industrial complex, the network of U.S. government agencies, contractors, and big tech platforms conspiring to censor ordinary American citizens. It's kind of like what I always tell you, the unholy triad of the government, corporate media, and big tech working on all this. And Schellenberger's point is that internal files from the Cyber Threat Intelligence League reveal, and Cyber Threat Intelligence League sounds like something that the Justice League would have to come out and fight. You'd have to get Superman and Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman to go battle the Cyber Threat Intelligence League because it sounds pure evil. And what they were doing was pure evil. They, they, they had military contractors using psychological operations, psyops, against Americans. Against Americans. And that the government was pushing these platforms to censor you. Because it's not just a matter of controlling the message. They got to shut you up, tell you what to believe, and tell you what not to believe. Is this a clip, Matt, do you have uh, from Schellenberger from yeah, today? It's, uh, it's kind of long, though. So All right, we'll do like, that on the other yeah. side of this. Um, and, and also, speaking of the censorship industrial complex, you remember, as well as I do, when the Hunter Biden laptop story came out, you remember what they told us, right? The 51 former national security hacks all said the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. You remember all this? Well, it turns out, you see, that they're still playing that game. They're still actually arguing that Hunter Biden's laptop could have been manipulated by the Russians. I, I, I know. I know. I'm not making this up. I promise you I'm not making this up. This is what a Democrat congressman said today. That, yeah, no, look, it could have been the Russians. Could have been Rudy. Rudy or the Russians. Russians, Rudy, Rudy, Russians. Who can say? Hard to say. Hard to know. But that actually happened today. Oh, yeah. And tonight is the big debate between um, uh, Newsom and uh, Ron DeSantis. I believe it's tonight, Matt DeSantis, if I'm not mistaken. Have you talked to your uncle about it? It is tonight, <laughs> it correct? It is tonight, yeah, on Fox News. Uh, are you going to watch it? Uh, honestly, I'll probably watch clips of it, but I likely won't watch the entire thing live. Yeah, probably not, right? No, I'm kind of done with debates right now. Each one that I've watched, I've watched every single one, and they've all been boring and terrible. In my opinion, all this does is give Gavin Newsom a platform that uh, is unnecessary. I don't know why they're doing this. I, I think it's stupid. I think you're giving Gavin Newsom a platform, and he's potentially going to be the Democrat nominee for president. And there's a very high likelihood Gavin Newsom with that beautiful quaff of hair. Tonight, if you do watch it, pay attention to how it shimmers in the light. 
He put so much petroleum-based gel or pomade in that thing. I mean, literally, it doesn't move. He was standing in, in a Category 5 hurricane one time. Not a single piece of hair moved. No, no joke. <laughs> and the carbon footprint of that hair, of all that, that crap, that goo that he puts in there, it's equivalent to like three or four private jets, I think. So <clears throat> I will tell you the truth uh, of all of this when I get back. But the government of the United States is dead set on censoring you. And the good news is that documents and testimony from former President Donald Trump's civil fraud trial may undermine New York Attorney General Letitia James's case against him. This is a big deal. I'll tell you all about it. But first... Let me tell you about my friends at Cherry Hill Volvo. You know, I'm so grateful for the friendship and support of Cherry Hill Volvo. Even when crazy lefties have called up and threatened to never buy cars from them, they've stood with us. In fact, Cherry Hill Volvo not only just advertises, they are the studio naming rights sponsor. That's why we broadcast live every day from the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios. That is the headquarters for Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Now, it's not at the dealership on Route 70 in Cherry Hill, but she, she, it's like Wells Fargo Center, Cherry Hill Volvo Studios. It's a big deal. And Judith Krupnik believes in what we do, and she stands with us, and that's why you should stand with them. And there's never been a better time to go see Cherry Hill Volvo because in addition to all of their already aggressive financing, On top of all of that, you also have incredible specials because they are doing something right now, a big renovation. It's been a a renovation that has been in the works for some time. And so to add to the already aggressive pricing specials they have, they're giving you an extra $1,000 off a brand new Volvo, an extra $2,000 off a new Volvo if you use Volvo car financing or a lease, or $7,500 rebate off a plug-in. So it's a great time. It's the region's most accessible Volvo dealership right on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Judith, Yosef, and the entire team would love to see you, meet you, and make sure you get the luxury experience that you deserve. There simply is no other car dealer anywhere that has that kind of a mentality and is our studio naming rights sponsor. Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. So COP28 opens today. That's right. The big climate change scam conference in Dubai, which I love, by the way. Dubai is my new favorite country, besides Italy, of course. And I'll tell you why. Because Dubai is pulling the ultimate scam here. I love it. I, I'm so proud of them. It's, it's really the Jersey way. I'm so proud of them. Because they, they are a country that is betting the future is oil. And they are rapidly expanding their drilling operations. Build, like, like, I mean, not just drilling, but they're building new islands to drill. That's taking it to the next level. It's like, we're, we're going to keep drilling. And you know what? If we run out of space to drill, we'll just build new land in the ocean so we can keep drilling because the world needs oil and we're going to make sure that we supply it to them. But what we'll do is we'll host a giant cocktail party with a bunch of environmental kooks and then we'll, we'll, we'll make sure that the straws are the kind that dissolve into water and the paper, the cocktail napkins are all recycled and we'll give ourselves a big pat on the back. It is such a scam. I love it. They're going to make all this money. I mean, really, the United Arab Emirates might be the smartest country on earth for hosting this conference. They are, they are literally going to have everybody come there and they're going to make big speeches about how they're all in on climate change. Whatever they need to do to save the planet, they are all in. And at the very same time, the drills are drilling, baby. 
Drill, baby, drill. I mean, that's basically Dubai's motto at this point. They know that at some point, all these stupid nations around the world, ours included, if this continues, is going to to become completely energy uh, reliant on other countries. Completely. And then when that happens, Dubai wants to be there and be like, all right, you need some oil. Fine. I hate it too, but I have some for you. (laughs) Okay. They're not dumb. We are. We're dumb. We're stupid. We're the ones who are trying to stop drilling in this country. We're the ones who are now in court trying to stop people from having offshore drilling leases, which they are entitled to get. We're the ones who keep limiting area where we can drill, like Anwar and, and offshore and places like that, where Dubai is building new islands so that they can drill further in the ocean. So they're, we're dumb. And they're smart. And they go, all right, listen. We know you're going to need oil. I got some oil. We got we got you. We'll take care of this. All right. I hate it too. Oil, evil. Wish we didn't have to have it, but we have a lot of it, so we'll sell it to you. It's going to cost you a lot, though, because nobody else has it anymore, just us. So, you know, uh, there's that. And, and as this COP28 conference starts, there's a great piece about net zero, how net zero fails the cost-benefit test. Remember I told you what this scam, the latest scam is, this net zero emission? So you could, you could have a fleet of private jets. You could have a fleet of big SUVs, all, all spewing you know, CO2 into the atmosphere, all the nonsense, right? You have uh, a, a big, giant, sprawling mansion, maybe a, an office tower that's uh, 150 feet tall and everything. But what you do is to offset the climate, that the, the, the CO2 that you make, you build, uh, you plant some trees. You plant some trees in a park or in the rainforest. And you get to turn around and go, oh, we're, we're net zero. People turn around and go, ooh, wow, you have zero emissions? Well, it's net zero. It's like, let me give you this equivalency. Have you ever done a low-carb diet before? Then you know how to do your net carbs. You take whatever the carbs are and you deduct fiber from it plus sugar, alcohols, and things like that. You deduct it, and then you get your net carbs. And look, I mean, you could say the whole thing is kind of a scam that way, but, I mean, a lot of people live their their life around that. They look at what not what the carbs are, but what the net carbs are. It's very similar with net zero emissions. So instead of the fiber being taken from the count, it's uh, it's trees that they plant in Brazil in, in a rainforest. It's taken away from the count. Same emissions. The emissions don't change. But they, they're able to take it off one sheet and then put it someplace else. Most of the globe's big emitters have passed on or are considering laws mandating net zero carbon emissions. But it's a scam. It's a joke. The whole thing is a joke. And then when they start to actually mandate net zero in terms of things like actual environmental or energy policy, like New Jersey, for example, where we must have net zero emissions by 2035. They can't achieve it. It's a scam. It doesn't work. A peer-reviewed paper from MIT economists identified the cost of holding the temperatures rise below 1.5 degrees, as well as that of achieving net zero globally by 2025. They found that those policies would cost 8 to 18% of our annual GDP by 2050 in other words you would have to spend so much money you'd have to spend 27 trillion dollars annually just to make what the paris climate accords envision 
A study by a researcher for the Copenhagen Consensus shows that competitive government investing in green R&D would be 66 times as effective as Paris policies while costing between 1% and 10% as much. But here's the problem. Competitive government investment in green R&D research and development, we've been doing that. We've been doing that with cars. We've been doing that with solar panels. Solyndra. We've been doing that with wind turbines. It doesn't work because those fuel sources don't work. It, that's the bottom line. You could have all the p- government investment you want. If people don't want to buy EVs, they're not going to buy EVs. If windmills don't actually provide the energy we need, they're not going to provide the energy we need. You can have all the solar panels if it's not enough because the sun's not shining and it doesn't do your needs. Well, all the government investment in the world doesn't change that. So you see, I'm against both. I'm against government investment in the green nonsense, and I'm against mandates in the green nonsense. I'm against all of it. And by the way, Michigan has just passed some of the toughest new green idea laws in the country. We'll talk to Tudor Dixon about what the impact will be on the private sector, and it's not a good impact, I can tell you that. 855-839-1210, on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. How many private jets landed in Dubai for the COP28 summit? How many big SUVs are shuttling around VIPs? That's the question. Don't go away. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly 